Hey guys, and welcome to the 20th episode of Dreamers and Dreamers, where I interview people who live kind of a different life, live their passion and try to create a better world, whatever that means to them. And I think you're part of them brand, so I'll stop the music and I'll say hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, I'm pumped. (laughs) So yeah, I met Brent, so I was doing an acro-yoga session with Unlocked, as we do sometimes on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Really cool to do acro-yoga. And uh, these guys come in and he was uh, like pretty skilled, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what are you, yeah, what are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just like joined and helped a lot. Um, you're, yeah. in my, you're in my backyard, so I thought, I'm come down and say hi. Yeah, yeah, because um, you live in a van mm. on Bondi Beach. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, can you tell us a bit, yeah, about um, maybe just a bit about your life to start with? <clears throat> oh, my life! Wow. Like your background. My background. Okay. Yeah. Um, how much time we got? <laughs> we got? Usually, I do thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'd yeah, say okay. the background maybe three minutes. Three maybe? minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a brief was um, grew up in western in the western suburbs. Um, started off as a tradesman and. Decided after my trade, I was like, I want to do something that I love doing. So I moved into becoming a snowboard instructor. Mm-hmm. So I did that for, for five seasons on and off. Okay. So because it was a seasonal role, it kind of allowed me to, to dive into other other roles and try and test the waters in many other careers. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I started traveling a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I had a big accident, big, big, big accident okay. kind of... Um, yeah, dislocated my elbow, scar from here to here, and, and wrist as well, and my knee, whole right side, the whole masculine side, um, definitely got a big beating. Mm-hmm. So um, I always say that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay, why? <laughs> uh, because I was just floating through life, and I felt like, you know, in this extreme sports living, like, it, I felt like it was cool, but I had no real purpose. And um, yeah, six months of, of recovery to sit down and figure things out, and I actually read my first book. Uh, at the age of 23, never really okay. read a book in my life before yeah. that. Whoa. Whoa. And, it, and it, um, yeah, it definitely started a, um, it started a big, uh, big learning curve for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I went on a big spiritual trip, ended up going to India for the first time and um, working with orphans. I uh, did, did a big, uh, big charity drive out there in the south of India. So I definitely found my kind of purpose on helping people in that um, coming out of that uh, that injury. So. Yeah, 30 years old now, and um, since there, it's, it's taken me all over the world. I've worked on super yachts, um, big work with um, some of the richest people in the world, mm-hmm. traveling around to the best places, eating the best food, doing the whole famous kind of route, and um, yeah, realizing, actually experiencing that the happiness that we're looking for is, is not at that end point that most people mm-hmm. are kind of striving to. Mm. Um, and yeah, also, I've worked up on uh, up at Hayman Island for a few years and loved that kind of island lifestyle where everything was very minimalistic and everything was called mm. cool, no stress and you could just focus on more important things. So that kind of all fed into uh, my family living now. They're very minimalistic. Okay, and so guys, you can uh, definitely ask questions at, at any time. And so, yeah, Brent, so I met him, you live in, uh, when you said it was in your backyard because you live in that van yeah. here on Monday Beach. 
really really nice van actually <laughs> you can see you put a lot of love into, mm. into this van yeah it's taken and, and a while is it like to you does it mean like freedom like you can, you can yeah, yeah definitely definitely yeah. it's um i feel like as i was like minimizing my outgoings it kind of maximizing my um abilities to 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 just work on my passions uh, and and learn as much as a, as much as i want so um yeah this year is pretty much um the first time i've been back in sydney for for a long time um so and yeah for the longest time I've been here for about eight nine months now so usually it'll be like four or five months and i'm off to my next adventure <clears throat> but um yeah the vans kept me here and and it feels like it's kind of stage one of retirement like me being able to not um have any overheads or, or anything like that and i can mm. just pick up and and and, and go and um yeah, that's the plan after after Burning Man. Do you think people live with too much shit they don't need? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And experiencing that to the other spectrum of seeing someone with with a thirty million dollar yacht, mm. <laughs> and and just see, seeing how they they're nowhere near as happy as I am with my one backpack that I travel. Yeah. I travel with just a thirty eight liter um, on carry on luggage, and mm. yeah, I feel like um, the value in my life can be. Um, yeah, when I look at when I look and when I live with these people for, for you know, I mean six nine months and I watch their lives and I kind of study how they how they move and how they walk and the people that they talk to and the friends that they have and you know, I mean they're, they're not all full of joy there are some there's some amazing I work for amazing people and um I learned a lot from them that was the idea actually getting over there and why not learn from the top one percent and a lot of it was learning what not to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's important a, too, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we can easily get overwhelmed with all the thing, the advice we get. So mm. having a not to do list is often as important as a to do list. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. And um, yeah, I just love love getting out there and experiencing this world. And I feel like traveling um, by yourself and getting out there and um, and just living out of a backpack uh, kind of teaches us really how to how to live and how to be how to empathize for all the different cultures of the world and mm. i feel like it's something that us humans have been doing for, for 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 thousands of years like the aboriginals have walkabout when the kid gets to a certain age they send him off to live off the land like mm. they've taught him how to live how to catch his food and do that and uh, i mean the in indian americans had that as well and um yeah you just kind of get out there and grow up <laughs> so go travel Get out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's definitely important to see us also like uh, I was talking with a, a friend la like last week that was on the podcast and it was about how it gives you a different perspective on what life is, what happiness is, what success is. Mm. And, like, and, and I know you've been questioning all, all of this. Yeah. Um, do you feel traveling may played a big role in, in making you question? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely asking the right questions and getting the right answers. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, it's definitely kind of, I, I foresee um, all the different career paths that I've had and I, and I look at them and I, see, and I see down the pipeline and I ask myself, I question myself, you know I mean, where am I going to be if I stay down this path, if I stay with these people mm. and I stay with this life? And because I've experienced so many different loves and so many different lifestyles and, and different people and stuff, I can kind of pick up the best from from all yeah. them and cultivate um, them in my in myself and try mm. to become my best self. So um, yeah, there's so much out there, so much knowledge out there, and so much wisdom in the world. And um, yeah, 
That's why you're going to get to Burning Man. That's where it all lives. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not all of it. It's on my list. <laughs> Definitely on my list. Not this year. Yeah. But probably next year. Lock it in. Probably next year. Book your very flights. Like, very then, then you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was how I usually traveled. I would just be like, I want to go here and I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have this. So I just mm. book my flight. Yes, and then it's done. It's amazing. <laughs> what you figure it out. Yeah. Well, what your brain does, it starts to see the patterns. Yeah. Yeah. It's recently what I've been studying with the brain is like the RAS system, the reticular activating system mm -hmm. that notices patterns in your life. Um, so I've been really aware of that recently. And um, yeah, when you can actually visualize where you want to be and your, yeah. your, your, your kind of end goals, um, you can you activate this part of your, this part of your, your mind and then you start seeing patterns and you start mm -hmm. going with, the, with more of a flow that's in line with, with yeah. your higher self. Yeah. And super interesting. Well, I'll just tell you why I didn't do this yet. It's because like I, I wanted to start more. Like I'm really passionate about my business at the yep. moment. I'm a bit, maybe it's a mistake, but I'm a bit uh, like pushing for it. And I feel like um, yeah, like next year would be good. Yeah, good it'll come. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll call and you you'll pick it up and you'll come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have I have a lot of calls from a lot of diff different experiences I want to do now. Mm -hmm. And like it, yeah, it's. Uh, there's a lot of, from Vipassana to all the things so I'm doing a lot of things but like still can't do everything at the same time no definitely not definitely not not in this consciousness yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and how long so how long have you been living in a van now? Um, well I was doing it in LA in another van I've got two vans okay. I'm going to have a van in every in every country at one point <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was thinking I was like how much money I'll be making I'll still be living in my van <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it didn't really change me. It just changed my, because, <clears throat> yeah, money just gives you opportunities to do things that you want to mm -hmm. do. So, um, yeah, so the start of, uh, no, when was it? I put my first van in November last year, so not, not too long. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just under a year, but been, um, <clears throat> that van I, I built at Home Depot for $200, and I picked most things off the side of the street, mm -hmm. and I did that in the afternoon. This van has taken me about four months and about yeah. 15 grand. Yeah, <laughs> so. I posted once on Instagram about it, but I'll uh, do another post next time. I can't. <clears> that's really cool. Mm, it's got a bath. <laughs> My van's got a like a standalone claw bath. Um, yeah, yeah, and you can DJ from your from your van too. Yeah, yeah, gotta gotta. Were you sometimes like a bit? Um, fed up with it or? Oh it yeah, like, it's a massive journey. Like okay. if someone's like. But like if someone's like, oh, I'm considering living in a van, like myself, for yep. example, yep. Um, what, what, what would you say like as pros and cons? Um, get used to going for swims. Like, yeah. I just went for a swim in the middle, middle of winter just tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's cool. Bit of cold water therapy. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> preparation to actually get a van, uh, yeah, it depends. Like obviously living full time, you want... Um, yeah, you want to buy the right the right kind of van, so mechanically knowledged, and um, yeah, if I was to do it again, I'd rather just like save up all the money that's going to cost to to build it, yeah. and then do it in like one big go, okay. as opposed to trying to work full time and then after work trying to build and then coming back and okay. yeah, that's the lesson that I kind of learnt, I think, um, and um, I think find a for me if I. If I had a partner doing it, it would be yeah. much easier. Yeah. <laughs> it was my first kind of um, 
entry point into uh, interior design and all these colors okay. and all this stuff yeah. and had to tap into my feminine mm-hmm. side and I felt like it would be much better if I had a partner. Okay. <laughs> all the Instagram ones, you see them all building the stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, trying to put up something and no well, one's maybe, happy. So. Maybe in the future, you know. It's oh, yeah. leaves opportunities Definitely. To, to do it later. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, we wanted to talk about morning routines too. Yeah. So um, if you tune into... Is it the Yogi Captain, your Instagram? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brent's a pretty fit dude. <laughs> you can see him at the outdoor gym in Bondi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like why, like what's your morning routine? What's your tips and why do you think it's important? <clears throat> I'll start from why I think it's important. Um, because I kind of live by a motto saying how you live your days is how you live your life. Mm. And uh, after reading The Power of Now and listening to Eckhart and... Um, really resonating with some of the stuff he says about time about mm-hmm. the, the concepts of uh, all the three different types of time whether it's psychological time just where you're stuck in the past and the future and present moment time and clock time mm-hmm. but um when i when i really understood this that it's just time is just a concept in our mind so whether it's our, our days our months our years or our, our lives um if that is true if the quote is true saying how you live your days is how you live your life mm-hmm. which you know i mean it's pretty easy to see if you're if you're spending half your day frustrated or stressed, and if you do that every day for your life, you're gonna have a pretty stressful, um, frustrating life. <laughs> but um, so I, I shrunk that down to like how you start your days is generally how your day goes. Mm. So, um, and then I shrunk that even down even further to the first thoughts that you think when you wake up mm. generally will depict that next minute. We'll, we'll turn, we'll, we'll shift your morning routine into something that's going to transform your life mm-hmm. and get you to your Cre- goal. Creates a virtuous loop. For yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But it even starts, my, my morning routine starts before I even go to bed. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, when I, before, b- before I go to sleep, I, I think about the thoughts that I'm going to think when I wake up. Okay. So, and I use a, a key of repetition. Repetition is my master skill, I think, a lot of things. Um, and when I don't have to think about what I'm going to think, it's already okay. it's already there. Okay. It's already. And so it's, that works. Then that's the first thought. Yeah, and then yeah. and then the momentum starts a snowball effect What's kind of start. Is it always the same, or do you choose the day before? Um, yeah, well, it, it does it does vary, but um, it doesn't have to be a whole string of words that you that you think. It can turn into a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, like being energized. When you, when you yeah, but I, I'm a, I'm an extremist. I go to yeah. the extreme. So I think if I want it to be a fucking amazing thought, I will, um, I will pick all the most amazing things out of my future, out of my past, out of my present, um, and build this idea or this, this, this kind of overwhelming feeling of, of ecstatic joy, of, of um, euphoric feelings. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether it's me holding my newborn baby and this look on my face and like tearing up kind of stuff okay. yeah, or the, the love for your mother or all the you know i mean the, the the times when i taught this kid how to walk in india a little orphan and that, that, that like that moment is one of those moments where i'm like wow i'll never forget that so even talking about it, i get a little emotional <laughs> but um yeah it's good it kind of really fuels your passion and um after you do it for a certain amount of time yeah, like anything, it becomes effortless. Mm. Um, I mean, your brain, your, your amygdala starts to it starts to repeat it so much that mm. I mean, you don't need your frontal cortex to actually yeah. activate yeah. it. So um, yeah, it's it, it's it's good, and then it just turns into like your morning routine is not really a routine. It just turns into life 
after a while. Okay. So. Yeah, so like that's how you get flow in your life. Mm. in your whole day you yeah. yeah yeah so that was a it was a stint that i did a couple of years ago and then it evolved in i always sometimes need to need a kind of a check depending on the um my excuses throughout the day or my mm. my jobs or my this or, my, or this but um yeah obviously the easy ones are just not not picking up your phone straight away and um the moment you wake up it's just getting getting rid of the snooze is a big thing yeah um and the moment the moment that the alarm goes off, just just sit straight up. And um, <clears throat> I even went through a phase where I was going into a yoga uh, yoga poses straight away. Mm-hmm. So from 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 waking up, I roll over and just go into child's pose and mm. just sit and just breathe, mm. and then stand up and do a bit of cat cows and a bit of dancing lion, a bit of <laughs> I mean get the back get the backbone you know, moving, and then um, mm. and then yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, just kind of roll over. And the quicker you can kind of stand up and the quicker you can bring light into the room yeah. <clears throat> and um, getting, obviously, a big drink of water and some fresh mm. air, your your morning kind of, what do you call it, just that kind of slumps or what are they, like those, those kind of things that are like, oh, sluggish kind of mm. feelings. Um, they go quick when you get that, when you get those things um, yeah. into, your, into your morning routine. And then um, you... you you can get to a certain point and um, you just jump straight up and you're... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the snoozing is a pretty big one. I feel like especially if you start snoozing, you kind of tell your body, like, I don't want to I don't want to yeah. go into that day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here, like, yeah. 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 And yes, yeah, I've never heard about the thought, which is a really, really interesting one. Mm. But yeah, those simple things. Do you make your bed too? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's a bit of um, in the van. You got to <laughs> forced into yeah okay. because. Um, but yeah. like the rational behind is that's your first task of the morning. Mm-hmm. That's like a general from the army. I can't remember yeah. his name. But yeah. Um, he talks about yeah. So you achieve your first task and then it's it launches the mm. the virtuous loop of um, yeah achievements in your day. Yeah, and it kind of stops this kind of build up of all the small little goals in your head mm. that, that kind of uh, bring stresses into your mind. Um, <clears throat> definitely a clean a clean space brings uh, fuel for a lot of creativity. Mm. And um, yeah, I've gotten to these really amazing morning routines where <clears throat> everything had a spot and time like, and, um, <clears throat> so yeah, every, like my meditation flow, my, mm. my environment and it was just like, I remember times where I'm like, wow, I've done more in this two weeks of this awesome morning routine than I did in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like more for my mind, more for my, 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 my consciousness, my, mm. um, yeah, my, my flow. So there's so much power in having mm. a good, strong morning routine. Well, by the way, you'll give me your advice because what I do on the, when people tune in the, on the Unlocked website mm-hmm. is uh, I did a little um, ebook. Yep. It's like a free seven minute morning routine. So very simple. Yep. But definitely think that changes your life. Even if you take those seven minutes to do little things that mm. you say, a bit of child pose, not snoozing, drinking water, just warming up your body for the day and, and your mind. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna change change much, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's um So look on the website guys. Check it out. Get the get the ebook. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, how you live your days is how you live your life, so yeah get out there and live <laughs> and um it's amazing like living with back to the back to the super yacht kind of um stint that i did for about three and a half years 
being able to to see these people that have performed at their at their peak and how they how they wake up in the morning and how they live their live their days and mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are definitely a, a good experience to 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 see. So mm. yeah, what it takes to perform to 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 operate in multiple billion dollar companies mm. um, takes a lot of phone time, but you <laughs> still have to go to get yourself to a productive state to um to to stay sane because I mean these, these CEOs. Yeah. I call them like chief ex- chief energy officers. They're not chief executive officers. They're shifting the energy in a in a company, and um, yeah, they they're practically just putting out fires left, right, and center. And um, yeah, if you don't put the fire out properly, you get burnt. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, and the 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 larger the fire is, or the bigger the problem is, the more you get paid. So figure that one out. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is my next phase, um, <clears throat> getting out of full-time work and um, getting into full-time coaching. And um, okay. yeah. yeah, pretty like excited. Individual coaching? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just uh, I think I've been down a lot of holes in my life mm. and uh, I think a lot of people uh, can relate to them and yeah. I feel like I've got the tools and the, and the, and the, um, the ideas to, to, to bring out the best in people. Well, from a few conversations with you, you've given me really good advice, so I can definitely second that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about full-time van life and yeah. um, after Burning Man, come back and move up to Byron. So if mm. you're at Byron and you see the van, come down and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I remember us talking about some of your crazy, not-so-crazy ideas, but like really creative ideas about like, you know, um, offering your van life and all these things so I mean it's probably not don't talk about all of that but yeah mm. definitely have interesting uh, other outside the box ideas of how to to yeah. live make business or like leverage your lifestyle and your knowledge yeah yeah there's definitely a good little community down there as well uh, a few, few other people that are entrepreneurs building businesses and there's I mean there's a, there's a fair bit of wealth in the van life in, in a way mm. um, a lot of you know, um, awakened wealth as opposed to just greedy people that yeah. want to, more money to buy more things. Mm. And um, yeah, so there's people out there that you know, want more money to help more people yeah. and um, conscious conscious living. And yeah, yeah, I feel like there's two ways to to get wealthy. Is like there's like some people get wealthy through really pursuing. Um, money but that can get miserable in a lot of others yeah definitely. other parts of their life or like people um who try to contribute so much that it naturally flows mm. which i feel is a better way yeah definitely yeah there's so many like like different areas of, of your life and um you're in relationships are one of the biggest ones like if you get if you focus your energy into good relationships by using good commu- communication skills and i mean that's so much more valuable than mm. than any money. Mm. And um, people say, oh, you've traveled the world, what's your best place you've been? And I'm like, the places are generally all the same, especially when you're in a paradise place, whether yeah. you're in Tahiti or you're in the, in the Mediterranean or the Caribbean and all the places, that were the, the yachtings, they're all similar, but it's the people that you're with. Mm. Like working on, a, working on a yacht, it's like, it can be the best job in the world. Mm. At the same time, it can be the worst job in the world, depending on the people that you're with. Mm. Um, so, yeah, understanding the value in communication and relationships is, is a big thing for me, I think. Yeah. 
That's why I attracted you <laughs> and the Unlocked community. Get into it. There's we usually wait the end of the interview to hug, but let's hug. Oh, come on, mate. I'm going to get my clicker for Burning Man. Last time I was like, damn it, I wish I counted how many hugs I got. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, mm. it's ridiculous. You can it? get it if you go to a Tony Robbins event too. They give you a clicker. They don't give you a clicker, oh. but you do a lot of Oh, the hugs. hugs. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. It could right? be a fair competition. Yeah. Burning Man and, and yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> what you'll probably find more at Burning Man, though, is the use of psychedelics, which is uh, an exciting people, subject. Yeah, I think people do use that there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I so think. you told me you're quite comfortable talking about it. I am too, and it, I think more and more people are. Mm. Um, I just want to say that this is, uh, they're not drugs, they're the medicine that we've, we've been using. So it's yeah. um, don't do drugs, kids. Just, um, yeah. Also, don't believe everything you hear from the government. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, psychedelics is uh, very interesting. There's a quote that I heard the other day, which is pretty, pretty surreal. Uh, he was comparing uh, before we actually had the, the the telescope. We didn't know much about the stars. Mm. I mean, we, we the, the Greeks knew these things, and but we didn't actually know what they looked like close up. Mm. So we we invented this tool, and then we un, now we understand. Now we're on the way to Mars. Yeah, so we understand the stars a fair bit since we've used this tool, and also the microscope. We didn't know much about biology mm. before that, and now we understand a lot. And he was comparing those two tools um, to psychedelics to mm. understand the mind. Mm. So, and I really believe that. I mean, the the stuff that I've had in my therapy, my psychedelic therapy mm-hmm. sessions, um, I've really understood a lot more um, than what it would take to. I mean, spend 10 years in a therapist's chair yeah. talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah. digging up your pains and doing all this stuff. So yeah, it just, it's just like, it's there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <I see> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get to this, you, know, you get to this realization that, you know, and your thoughts are not you and you have this ego dissolution. Mm. And, um, and I feel like, like they're all, po- they're all pointing to the same, to the same direction or the same step where, where you have this, where you experience consciousness. And it's just a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change your life, you can't really change it if you're st- stuck on who you think you are. Yeah. So when you actually realize and awake in this moment, and you're like, "Wow, actually, you know I mean, this is just a this is just a hat that I've put on to this is who I am." Mm-hmm. And um, after actually experiencing the nothingness, um, yeah, it's amazing how much of an artist you can be and how how much you can. Um, really change and transform your life in, in a very short amount of time. So, my first taste of that was um, in Amsterdam. So, it wasn't legal, it wasn't illegal, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. In Amsterdam, they have these smart shops that yeah. they're just like. Shops. Yeah, well, yeah, there's just like a news agency that has okay. a whole glass thing. Like, there's no, it's not hidden or anything, it's on the main street, smart shop. You walk mm-hmm. in there and the guy's like, hey, what kind of trip do you guys want to go on? <laughs> and you're like, you just pick, and it's not like hidden, it's just straight. Yeah, practice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? Like a universal travel agency. Which part of the universe do you want to go into? <laughs> um, so I told him that my idea that I kind of, I studied a guy called Jason Silver, and he talks about psychedelic therapy mm. and stuff like that. Um, study that guy, he's amazing with his words. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, he was over in Amsterdam, and I was in the US at the time. 
and um, I, was, I said to the girl that I was with, do you want to go to Amsterdam? She's like, yeah, sweet. So we booked, we went over to Amsterdam. And um, yeah, so I had this idea where I had this amazing experience in a flotation tank and amazing experience on mushrooms. Um, mm. And I was like, why not put them together? So actually experiencing uh, in a flotation tank, uh, I don't know if you've ever been, have you been in one before? In a flotation tank? Yeah. No. Uh, so it's like a sensory deprivation tank. So yeah. you lose all your senses. So all the things that you think you are about a human, yeah. like all the things that you, when you when your your eyes are shut, you can't hear anything, you can't smell anything, and mm-hmm. you can't feel anything, yeah. which is the most surreal thing you've ever you, you mm-hmm. ever experienced because you're always touching something, you always got yeah. gravity, you always at this, you always moving, you always well, worried. Are you in water? Yeah, yeah. So can you, you feel the water? Uh, so you're in this. It's got. It's like a very 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 salty water. Do you know like the Red Sea? Mm-hmm. You float. Yeah. Same thing. So it's got. Um, I don't know the exact name of the, what's mm-hmm. the name of the magnesium or something okay. like that. You know, so you float practically on the water, so but it's effortlessly. F- but still in touch, don't you feel? But you don't need to like. But you don't need to. Do you know when you're okay. in water, you need to like yeah, kind of stay afloat. Yeah. You don't. You just okay. you just stop. So once you, I, I feel like I'm a little ship in there, and I kind of just once I get on course mm-hmm. and I just stop and don't move and go into like a meditation, um, you lose your body, mm. and then. So that was the flotation tanks part, and then the psychedelics is. Is that in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quran yeah. float, I think the name was. Okay, because they're in Europe, you don't know. So. Oh, nice. Well, they got they got one here as well. Okay. They got a float okay. take up in Bonnaroo Junction. There's a okay. few. There's a few going okay. around. Um, but yeah, so with my psychedelic therapy, I went into it saying um, uh, I wanted to to release judgment. I wanted to stop judging external things and trying to have these preconceptions of like what's good what's bad and just see things as they were so um this was my manifestation or my intention going into the trip mm-hmm. and um as i go through my psychedelic um you know i mean rocket ship kind of through past lives through this whatever whatever is happening i wasn't judging it i was like i mean just mm-hmm. seeing it as it was and um what it really it just once it after half an hour of that, it start, it stopped, and it just blew. It just went into this of nothingness, mm-hmm. of like I, it's not even. There's no word to explain it. It's and it's the closest thing to consciousness, as or, or people say the heaven or whatever whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But it was just the blank this blank canvas, mm-hmm. and um, I actually had to consciously say no. I want to come back. I've got more things to do on this mm-hmm. earth, so. I felt like I could have stayed there for forever, whatever time is, whatever ever is. But um, yeah, it was a really interesting experience. And I feel like I experienced what it would be like to be dead, but still yeah. alive. Yeah. And it kind of lost, I lost the fear of death. And it was amazing afterwards, after that, for the next um, seven hours of the trip, we, we ended up at a festival in Amsterdam and mm. just the love and the people that was I was attracting into my life and the openness and um, yeah, just really taught taught me a lot. And that's been the biggest thing about how to bring back from a trip, how to bring it back into your day to day life and make you a better person. Mm. And that's what the that's what the therapy is. So. And just yeah, as you said, we talk about it with what you call um, a, g- a good setting, right? It's mm. like it's like it's not like taking ra- drugs randomly when you uh, party or stuff. Yeah, it's very different. And it's and actually, so I started that book called "How to Change Your Mind" by Michael Pollan. Yeah, it talks about how it got really popular in the fifties, actually, mm. to uh, to do like this kind of therapy, and yep. then it got like really, 
really bad press, uh, but um, yeah, well, the government realized press, but, yeah. the government realized that people that were in the yeah, 50s and 60s, when before the wars were happening, or just as the wars, the World War One was happening, or whatever, when was that? Anyway, the, yeah. the people weren't going to war because yeah, it's hard were, to send someone to war. Yeah, that. when they're when they're liberated and they're free, so. Yeah. It's quite interesting about what the governments and the, even religions as, as well mm. have, um, have realized that we can't, we, we can't, people aren't going to follow us if everyone is a leader, if everyone is, so they mm. you know, suppress you down so you can, so you can work in there, especially through the industrial revolution, they needed yeah. to invent the 40 hour work week to, to, yeah. to get to where we are now, which is, you know I mean, good on them. We're, we're here now, but we don't have to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with, uh, the educational system that's still built for like people who would work in factories but like yeah it doesn't work that well for for the jobs we need yeah exactly so, yeah but on on the science of psychedelics as a for, for therapy it's it's actually getting back to kind of more accepted like there are mm. more, more universities in the u.s that you use it you can see i did an article on this there are heaps of like ted talks that talk about how they can be used, podcasts like Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss is financing a lot of these scientific studies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this book by Michael Pollens is getting, yeah. Uh, it's quite I think used. you're in stage three testing for psilocybin, which is mm. whatever that means. What, like, yeah, I'm sure it's better than stage one and two, but it's getting oh, yeah. closer to actually being accepted into, mm. um, like it deals with so many depression and anxiety and, mm. and PTSD. And I mean, because it really... When the psilocybin takes over your serotonin in, in your in your brain, mm -hmm. it, uh, it allows you to to kind of um, get rid of the fear mm. that's that's holding you back, and um, that's why obviously doing it in a in a safe in a safe spot and with with, with um, good people around is um, obviously ideal. You don't want to do it sitting in the middle of a highway. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's like anything. But the, the beauty about psilocybin is if you were to put that in a in a bottle. And then you were to write all the side effects on the back of it, mm -hmm. and it'll just be like, uh, you may have altered consciousness, or you may, mm -hmm. you may not, <laughs> you, you you may get all trippy. But there's nothing like, you, if you take too many, you're going to kill a newborn baby, or you're going to yeah, die, yeah, or you're yeah. going to do all this stuff. So the, the side effects are very, a very low impact when you compare mm -hmm. it to all the legal drugs. Yeah. <laughs> my dog just ate Panadol the other day and it cost us two and a half grand because it was going to, it, oh. yeah, because it nearly died because of this stuff that just gets rid of a headache. But, um, yeah, yeah there's a dog anyway. But, like, um, yeah, these legal drugs kill way more people. Yeah, or like when you, <laughs> when you drink alcohol, it makes you actually less con less conscious. So, you mm. like, it's better to yeah. be in the system and work in the system. But yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And and you talked about fear of death. Psilocybin is actually quite used for people in the terminal phase of their cancer to accept death. It's got yeah, really, wow. really good results for, mm. for, for this. Yeah. If it doesn't start healing them, <laughs> yeah. depending yeah. how far they are down. Yeah, I met I met some um, with the ayahuasca as well. I mean, yeah. I've done a few journeys um, with that and DMT, just the, like the smoking version of it. And uh, I met so many people along my travels that um, have even being cured from terminal diseases through this yeah. um you know like i met a girl in india she was uh really she, she was uh i think she had M ms and she was just 
performing really bad. She was very low on all the tests they were giving mm -hmm. her. And then she packed up all her stuff, sold everything and moved to Brazil and um, and just did ayahuasca for, for a few months and came back. She did all the studies and everything like this. And um, she had all the, yeah, so she documented her whole journey and, and she came back and then she was excellent, excellent, excellent in all their tests. And they were like, one of those things where, yeah, I mean, I woke up the other day after 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 my my last um, my last journey, and I thought I come up with a quote. I don't know if I've read it anywhere, but it was like everything that is humanly possible today, mm -hmm. some point in the history of this earth, wasn't humanly possible. I mean, whether it was our evolution from a monkeys to like mm -hmm. to this thing, there was at one point where we, we weren't humanly possible able to stand up straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or we, it wasn't humanly possible to talk. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we have learnt these laws of human of humanity through, you know, I mean, the evolutions of thousands of years. But actually thinking about that, I was like, what's possible in the future? Mm. Especially with technology and the, the things that we're learning and that's like you can yeah it just really set my my mind on the on on a on a uber optimistic view mm. on on what we can what oh, yeah. we can actually create and so. and, um, and i can speak about that during hours but yeah well, uh, <laughs> 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 we're not now yeah uh, you read Omo, uh, no, Omo, uh, i recommend homo deus oh, yeah. to into it into a bit transhumanism ai and the question is gonna rise for about how, what our consciousness is you know can you, mm -hmm. can you download or flow the consciousness like yeah kind of things really interesting um but yeah i'll just jump on the last question which is what's next for you what's next for me yeah as i said before kind of stage one of of retirement um yeah, yeah with this coaching it's like this is the first time i've actually been able to see to the end of my life um if it, if if I am gonna die, <laughs> speaking about before. How about your writing? Can we talk about it? Yeah, yeah. So um, me going diving into releasing this book um, mm -hmm. that I've been writing for the last five years, and it's um, it's a uh, pretty much a book of all the mistakes that I've learned in my life from other people, from the richest to the to the poorest, and the whole mm -hmm. different um, perspective around the world, and it's my understanding of the evolution and satisfaction in humans. That's the short of it, and it's called um, the Coolidge effect, mm -hmm. and it's a uh, bit of a phenomenon that happens in in the minds of of mice and chickens that have been studied on, and I believe it happens with our with our human minds um, a lot with um, different types of um, what would you say? So, if you were to do the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, it, it loses its spark, it loses yeah. its Yeah, uh, like its partying, for example, at some point I was like, eh. Yeah, yeah, well, anything. You know, I mean, even the best food in the yeah. world, if you eat, you know, like I was up in Boston for, 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 for a month and I'm like, I'm really sick of lobster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who am I? Anyway, but uh, yeah, so some of the understanding this, we can we can stay ahead of the game and we can use these tools of, of um, I, I say tools because it's like a toolkit. The, the more things you pick up, whether it's like something that you can deal with, whether it's a breakup or something, or, or something, some, 
you can answer the questions that you have in your head about, oh, what about this or money or this? If you have a toolkit to fix all these things that when life throws you, like life's always going to throw, you know, he's always going to like throw shit at you. Yeah, if you can, if you can like pull out the tool and go, fuck, all right, I can fix this mm-hmm. because I learned that thing when I was in, when I was here or when I was this or when I read that book. And then um, you can, you can experience that, that present moment so much better than being stuck in a thinking, feeling, thinking, feeling pattern. And um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it, it turned into a book somehow. I never see myself as a writer. <laughs> it started off just as a bio and then I was like, oh, actually. And then um, yeah, one productive night, it turned into 5,000. Now it's um, 40, 40 something thousand, 43,000 words now. So in the final stages of um, just getting the whole flow happening and nice. Yeah, it's super exciting, and um, yeah, these next these, this next era of my life is going to be full time helping people, and super excited. And that's something that I can see. Somebody said the other day is like, would you do your job uh, if you even if you did get cancer? Mm. And my question, my answer was um, was no. And a lot of the things that I did, I'm like, no, I'd be a captain. When I was a captain, uh, kind of, I probably wouldn't. But yeah. um, but being able to coach somebody and being able to, you know. Influence um, or bring the best out of people because, yeah, that's what coaching is all about. And so, at the start of my book, it says, Don't believe anything you read in this book, um, but don't not believe anything you read, just hold on to it. If it mm-hmm. helps you, mm-hmm. great. You know I mean, if it doesn't, it may help you in another area of your life, yeah. So, um, writing with that in mind, mm-hmm. like, um, I dived into non fiction, fiction, but uh, my bio, into, you know, I mean, all types of assets and all different angles and like the possibilities of um of everything so i was definitely questioning anything and everything Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's uh it turned into a pretty epic book (laughs) when is it out good question um well at the moment i'm i'm tossing up whether to i'm going to do the audio book of it and Mm -hmm. um and i'm going to do a i'm going to do like a um hybrid audio book so I'm going to be reading the book and then um, in, getting interviewed by people after each chapter okay. about how I got to this and talking mm-hmm. about talking about the, the chapter so it's kind of tapping into the podcasting world okay. as an okay. audio book okay. and um, and then throughout my travels I was going to put that on a mp4 player remember the old mm-hmm. mp4 players yeah, it's only that and I was just going to sell them or just do, I mean idea. yeah so um I, I, I like that that way. I, I try to go down the I try to go down the um, the whole corporate way of selling my book to a you know, I mean to a publishing company and doing other stuff. And they were like, oh yeah, cool. You get ten percent of your royalties. And we do all the <laughs> thing. And I was like, mm. so even if you make a, even if you sell a hundred thousand, it's like yeah. still probably can't live off that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, do, just, do you still need to go through those publishers? No, book? No, no, not anymore. Right? No, not anymore. You can just straight on Amazon, um, yeah. and yeah, a few clicks, and it's on iTunes and um, Audible also. Right? Yeah, Audible yeah. as well. Yeah, I love Audible. Yes, yeah, Audible so. guys. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Changed my life because I saw that I didn't have time to read. Yeah, and then anytime I was in the bus or yeah. online the airport, I was listening to like the Power of Now, Sapiens, or all these amazing books. Mm. 
Makes a difference. And you can and and if you can master the skill of um, of speed reading, it's good as well. I can put it on. Mm. I, was, I was sitting at one point eight for a, for for a time there. <laughs> so I was like, listening. Yeah, listening to okay. one point eight yeah, speed. I'm one, so I'm then 1. I'm, 5, so I'm French. So it's like <laughs> translation, translation. So like one point five English, pretty good. Already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but what else changed my life was um, those Google Assist Bose headphones. I'm not getting paid for this, but I should be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just loved it. It was my little assistant. You know, she was driving around a lot and um, I would just be like, play Audible. Stop, pause, record this message, send this email, call this okay. person and Whoa. you just press up and then you got Google you got Google in one button. So I was like, oh, how do I say this word? <laughs> Where does this word come from? What is the origins of this word? Okay. And I'll just ask anything and it should be answering me straight away. Mm. Obviously, sometimes I'm like, really? And then, uh, <laughs> but then you go to Google and you press the voice memo, memo and it Google's exactly what you want. So I'm like, why didn't okay, you do it? Okay. But anyway. Google Assist, I'll, I'll get that. I think, yeah. I think we'll stop now because it's only... 44 minutes, time. yeah. Yeah, we extended a bit, but <laughs> that was really interesting. And uh, as I say, we can speak about this during like hours. <laughs> but thanks hey, so much words. for being uh, here. I think I'm using to finish. We're already hugged. We're gonna hug again. Yeah, man. <laughs> Peace. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, Ciao. Speak to you soon. Yeah. See you guys.